chapter, verses 22 through 25. Luke, the eighth chapter, verses uh, 22 through 25. And uh, you will find these words there. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he even commands, for he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And uh, just for a little bit this morning, we'd like to uh, come and tell you that uh, whatever you're going through, it's only a storm. It's only a storm. When we think about uh, storms just in our natural being, we think about everything that, according to 12, they have the best storm predictors. According to 19, they're the best storm predictors. According to five and nine, they're the best storm predictors. But one thing about it, even though they can't predict storms, None of them have come up with a way to stop a storm. And that's what we, you know, need to know that, uh, you know, storms are going to come in our lives and we just have to be prepared the, the best way that we can. And when you think about this text here, you'll find that the same exact account of these events will be found in Matthew, the 8th chapter, 23 through 27, and Mark, the 4th chapter, verses 35 through 41. And then in three different accounts, you'll find them walking on water, given in John 6, 15 through 21, Matthew 14, 22 through 23, and Mark, the 6th chapter. All of these give us examples of Jesus being able to overcome what seems like impossible situations. Let's say in this familiar story, you know, we all, you know, we all think about uh, the fact that the storm came and that he quelled the storm, uh, the fact that they were afraid. And in one uh, passage of it, uh, 
they even mentioned to him, uh, basically, how could you be sleep when we're going through storms? But his rebuttal to them was, where was their faith? So he knows that storms are going to come in our lives. He knows that uh, when situations come up, the devil will make you think that uh, in the back of your mind, you'll say, where is he? Why hasn't he showed up? But what we need to know is that we need to be faithful because he's faithful. And we have to know that uh, God is capable of handling any situation uh, that comes our way. Now, in the weather world, you know, they name hurricanes by different names. But in the spiritual world, our storms are named trouble. They named sickness. They named our children. They named our spouse. They are named our finances. They are named uh, calamity on every side. But whatever their name is, it's good for us to know that we have somebody in Jesus that can handle every storm that comes our way. And as we just think about this uh, scripture that I had, it's just a, uh, a few points that, um, that I want us to get out of the, out of the text there. Uh, the first point is we need to know that Jesus and his father are capable to do anything. Although the disciples was in a big uproar and they was worried about perishing, uh, God already knew the situation. Jesus knew that the storm was raging, but he knew that he had power over the storm. But see, I think, you know, we have to quit putting God in the same little bottle that we are in. And we have to realize really who God is. And uh, if we go to Matthew 19 and 26, just to you know, prove our, our first point, you'll find uh, these words there so that we know that we cannot put God in the same little bottle that we are in. you find these words there. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Amen. And you just have to remember that when a storm comes your way. I don't care what kind of storm it is, you know, what Satan might try to throw your way. You need to know without a shadow of a doubt, if you cannot handle it, God can. Amen. Because he's able to do the things that uh, seemingly seem impossible to us. Then when uh, we think of the, uh, the second point that I need to make that we need to uh, get out of those scriptures is that you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared. And what we find out about Jesus was that he never went into a situation unprepared. Not in this particular text, but in the uh, text of him walking on the water, 
the verses prior to that said that he went by himself and prayed. And so I just want you to know that you have to be prepared. That's our second point. Be prepared before storms come into your life. See, a lot of times we want to run to God when the storm comes. But if you are in constant relationship with him at all times, when your storms brew up, when your trouble comes, when sickness comes, uh, you know, when your children act up, uh, when your job is talking about closing down, if you are already in a relationship with God, when you go to call on him, he won't be saying, who is that? You know how when you ain't heard from somebody in a long time, and well, I, I take that back, because now we'll call ID if we ain't heard from somebody in a long time. We don't recognize the number. We might not even answer the phone. But what has happened is, like I say, but when you have not been around, and then you know people show up, you're not in the, you don't have the same uh, conversation with them with people that you see daily. And so as Christians, we should not think that if we never talk to God any other time, that he ought to put us on the priority list as soon as the storm comes. And a way to be prepared uh, before the storm comes into your life is to uh, simply do what it tells us to do in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. It says three simple words, pray without ceasing. Amen. When you're praying on a continual basis, sometimes when the storm comes, you can't pray, you just fall down, and God will know because he'll say, well, I know something's wrong because this is my servant that prays all of the time. I'm going to have to go and see what the problem is. But, you know, like I said, when we keep that constant relationship with him, and we might as well, like I said, we might as well come to realization, storms are going to come. Now, like I said, in, I mean, in, you know, in the text, the disciples, they was, you know, they was in the boat. When you get on the boat, it's a possibility, you know, if, if you're in the boat and a storm comes, the wind going to blow. Waves going to come up close to the ship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That might have something to do with why a lot of people don't do cruises because they can't swim <laughs> and they ain't looking at all that water. But still, in some circumstances that we're in, you have to expect certain things. So now, with the disciples being with Jesus all of the time, you would, uh, you would think that they would have had enough faith knowing all the things they had already witnessed him doing that this was a simple situation for him. But when we look at our own lives, you think about all the storms God done already brought you through. Think of all the trouble you already been in and you got out. Think of all of the sickness that uh, you done had, people that you know done had. Um, and every time he stepped in and fixed it, 
But still when it comes, you know, we go into uh, panic mode. And the thing that happened to them that uh, probably shocked Jesus the most was that they were with him and they had the nerve to be afraid. I just come to tell you that if you got Jesus in your life, you got God as your father, we don't have to fear anything. I mean, we might could worry about it. It might upset us. But nothing should be able to shake us. And the third point that we're going to make about this uh, passage of Scripture is uh, God wants us not to be fearful in our storms. You know, some of the storms that happen in your life, you know, God done sent them. Unfortunately, he done sent them. But instead of us, you know, being overwhelmed, bound, you know, he done sent them storms so that other individuals can watch you to see your reaction in the storm. I mean, you think about little kids and, well, I'm, some grown folks. They get the thunder and lightning and, um, you know, you got some people that came up and, you know, I don't know if you came to one of them houses, you had to turn off all the TVs. You had to sit somewhere and be still. Couldn't nobody say nothing. And as a kid, you know, you shocked by that. I mean, to you, uh, you know, you, you're not really looking at it in a serious manner, so you just, like, it's just a little rain. Uh, because I, I remember uh, coming up as a kid when, and you know when you got a car, you don't ever want to sit still. And it was a tornado warning. And so, you know, I'm out just riding around, driving, you know, doing whatever, whatever I was doing then, probably something I shouldn't have been because I might not have been all the way with God like I am now. And, uh, and I came in the house, and that was the... Uh, it was the first example that I, you know, you know, that I heard my father, you know, holler at me about something. And he was, uh, you know, he was really getting on me about, did you know it was a tornado warning? You out there riding around like a fool? And, and I'm like, well, daddy, I ride around every day, you know, like a fool. So, I mean, what different one, one other day? And then, uh, but his point was that uh, he was, in the uh, Air Force, and he said he's seen tornadoes come through and flip planes over. He said, and your stupid, you know, he probably didn't say tail, but you know, because he ain't that, you know, he ain't, you out riding around, and I done seen what tornadoes come through that hangar blowing, and you ain't got no better sense. He said, the next time they say anything about a tornado, you better be in this house. And like I said, it shocked me because I didn't ever, he didn't hardly ever say nothing. I mean, I didn't, sometimes I was wondering, you know, really what he was, you know, what he was there for. You know, he didn't, you know, you know he didn't, you know, he just had that, you know, that, that command about him, you know, you just did what he said and then you didn't, then you didn't cross him. But I mean, just to, you know, but for me, being ignorant and not knowing about, you know, the severity of a tornado, I was just out doing what I do. But God, 
The third part, point is, you know, I said, he does not want us to be fearful in our storms. And if you don't believe me, all you have to do is look at Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and you'll find the words there, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when you group all those together and your storms come, first, don't be afraid. See, that's the easy part of it. You know, he tells you not to be afraid, but then he gave you power, power to endure your storm, power to face your storm head on. But then uh, the last thing he said, and of a sound mind. That means when storms come in your life, especially the Christian, yes, sir. we should not have to take you to the Summit Behavior Center. <laughs> you should not lose your mind every time something yes, that we don't understand happens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you should not be getting a 72-hour observation at the hospital yeah. every time a storm comes. You know, that's what they do. You know, they don't say you're always crazy. They put you in there. They can keep you for a few days, and they got to let you out. But that should not be what the Christian goes through. Because he has told us that he, you know, not only did he not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us something to overcome our fear. He gave us power and love and of a sound mind so that we can endure whatever comes our way. And then his final words that he had to say to these people in this uh, passage of Scripture was, where was their faith? He wanted them to know that you done seen everything that I've done. And then we have to take into, take into account these were his disciples, the ones that was with him every single day. They done seen this man do some serious, serious things. I mean, people that could not walk start walking. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. People that couldn't talk, they started talking. Uh-huh. You know, people that were not of a sound mind, he gave them a sound mind. Right. Right. Uh, they seen him show up in situations where uh, the people were already getting ready for the uh, after funeral dinners. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. They was already in mourning. <laughs> and he showed up and did all these things before them. But then when a little wind and waves came in their life, uh-huh. it shook them. So I guess as Christians, we got a right to be shaken, even though, you know, we've been with them. But uh, be only shaken for a little while, knowing that he is waiting for you. He's right there and he has you. And then the fourth point that I'm going to make is the only thing we ought to fear is God and his awesomeness, not our circumstances. 
Proverbs 1 and 7, you'll find these words to let you know. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. In Psalms 46, 1 and 2, we find these words there. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountain be carried into the midst of the sea. Now, that's some awful, awesome stuff to happen there. The earth be removed and the mountain be carried. In spite of that, God is saying, because we have him, we do not need to fear. In Romans 13 and 7, you'll find these words. Render, therefore, to all their due, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. That means you just give whoever is entitled to these things. But as a Christian, we don't have to be afraid because we got somebody that has promised to be with us and bring us through. But the only way that we are going to be able to accomplish that is we have to have something that he acknowledged to his disciples. We need faith. And in Hebrews 11 and 6, it gives us some simple encouragement so that we'll know that's the only way that we're going to make it when our storms come. You find these words in Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. See, that's reassurance there. Yes, when your storm comes to have somebody that you can call on. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. See, when your storms come, sometimes your friends can't help you. You know, sometimes your parents can't help you. Sometimes you get in situations that nobody but God can help you. But when he helps you, you need to go tell somebody. Don't run around and act like it wasn't him that bought you out. You have to be a witness that uh, when you look back over your life and you see everything that he has bought you through, you know that it was nobody but the Lord. And before I take my seat, I would just like to let you know that the songwriter for years, they have sung songs and wrote songs that address storms. And in every situation, 
it probably will fit somebody in here. Somebody's testimony today might be, I've been in the storm too long. But hold on. Hold on. Jesus yes, is Lord over your storm. Amen. Yes, Somebody's testimony might be the tempest yes, is raging. Yes, tempest meaning storm. Yes, but through Jesus, you are able to say in the midst of your storm, yes, peace, peace, be still. Yes, Somebody's testimony might be that the storms keep on raging in my life. But you're going to make up your mind that you're going to make it through because the songwriter said the way to make it through that when it keeps happening like that, you have to be anchored in the Lord. But the song that I like the most or the songwriter that came up with the song that I think is the best doing your song yes, sir. Is, a, is the song of victory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But for the victorious ones through Jesus, our testimony this morning is the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now that's something to say when you done been in the storm. And sometimes it do seem like you've been in it a long time. And sometimes it seems like one storm comes after another. Uh, you might seem like you are in a complete storm after storm account. But if you know him, and when you look back, and after the storm is over, the victorious Christian can say, the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The storm yeah. is passing over. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The storm yeah. is passing over. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whatever you go through, I don't care what Satan sends your way, now you can look at it in a different light. Just say to yourself, it's just a storm. And I know about a man that in Luke the 8th chapter, the ones that was with him each and every day, they was able to say, what manner of, of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey? If you got Jesus, you got everything you need to face whatever storm comes your way. So I just encourage you today to trust Jesus. Realize that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think through Christ Jesus. It's good to know that the storm is passing over, amen? Doors of church is open, let us stand.